as the crow flies on the Vance Crow Podcast. Chris Neiman, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me back a second time. Well, I mean, it was, I'm really impressed that you're here because you just sent me a message, uh, which was uh, alarming and life altering. And I, and then I asked if you'd be willing to come on and talk about it. And you said, yes. So we just jumped on. I, I really know very little other than today you were told, go park your truck. Yeah. Well, you said if anything changes to let you know. And so this changed and uh, this is about as much change as I can give you in one shot. So I let you know as soon as possible. And it definitely was, it was a shock. Uh, like I, like I had mentioned to you off the camera, we had, we had kind of knew that a slowdown period was going to come at some point. Uh, but to have, have everything kind of just canceled, uh, stopped abruptly like this was really mind blowing. Uh, I took a load up to uh, JBS in uh, Worthington, Minnesota last night and not a word was said about, you know, a shutdown. Uh, and so know. for people that don't know or aren't in farming, JBS is a meat processing facility. Chris picks up uh, pigs all, all over. Where, where were you picking them up from? Uh, the area that we haul out of is uh, here at uh, East Central Nebraska. So East Central and, Nebraska uh, had a farm that people were producing all sorts of pigs. And this was the time when they fill it up in a tractor and then they send you up to go drop them off at a slaughterhouse. You were just up there last night. Right. Yep. We haul we haul about 175 to 185 head uh, on a trailer load, uh, on a semi load of uh, 280, 290 pound fats uh, to go for slaughter. And uh, it's kind of a you know for me it's enjoyable. I mean we, nobody really likes hauling hogs. They're about as about as big of a headache as you could possibly have. But I mean we all love bacon, so uh, you you take the opportunity when you can get it to to provide some more bacon for the rest of the country. And uh, yeah, when we got there, there was a pretty decent lineup of trucks and everything. It was uh, business as normal, I guess you could say. Uh, there was probably 15, 20 trucks there that I had to wait in line for, uh, to unload. And when I unloaded, you know, I joked around with all the guys at the unloading shoots and everything. Uh, you know, we've, we've all been taking our precautions at these, at these slaughter plants, you know, masks, uh, further gloves, uh, distancing stuff like that. We've all been doing, but nobody said a word about, uh, anything coming down for an actual like stopping loads. Uh, the biggest concern they had was we found out uh, a few days ago that, uh, Rough number, uh, of course, this is nothing statistical, but uh, about 85% of the workforce up and walked out. Uh, they uh, they finally got tests to the clinic there in town, and a bunch of tests came back positive and pretty much scared everybody else that was still healthy and feeling fine into not wanting to come back to work. And so about 85% of the workforce walked out. Um, and then uh, I haul in, uh, well, what I hauled in last night was a Sunday night, uh, considered Monday morning delivery. Uh, their first shift, their shift changes at one o'clock in the morning. And so my delivery was at one o'clock in the morning and, uh, there's probably about a dozen cars in the parking lot. And that's, I kind of knew something was up there, you know, that usually the parking lot's packed and us trucks got to take our turns, you know, getting in and out of the plant, but, uh, there was nobody there. So, Which, so for people that have never been to a meat processing plant and, and I've never been to a pork one, but, um, it is enormous they are football fields huge filled with conveyor belts that are going every direction people are in lab coats hair nets gloves they are cutting things everything is sparkle shine clean every single time they move a ship uh, shipment through there it's like cleaned but it is filled with uh, migrant workers 
And, oh, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, from every descent, you know, the uh, like the, the end that I'm on ain't quite as clean as that. Uh, we, we get the dirty end coming off the trucks. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, we, fair. Fair we, enough. We got we got the stinky end. We don't we don't get the the Clorox smelling end. I wish we did, but it just don't work that way. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, still nonetheless, shoots are you know washed down, hosed down you know, uh, uh, multiple times throughout a shift, you know, to, to minimize, I mean, everything, you know, both the animal, the food and humans. Um, and so when you look at, at a, a processing plant, you, it's almost, you know, to the point of a hospital, you know, you just wouldn't think nothing of it. Um, but yeah, uh, both, both migrant, non-migrant workers combined, uh, you know, fill this entire place and, and it is, it's huge. Uh, they take in, uh, what was it? It was 26,000 head a day, five days a week, and slaughter 21,000 head a day, seven days a week. Oh, my and, God. And uh, to have that come to a stop, you know, that's, you know, like I said, we're hauling 175 to 180 head on a truckload. Uh, some guys can fit 200. So just, you know, let's just call it 200, but 26,000 per day, uh, you know, and if and if we just go off of like quarantine numbers, you know, two weeks, that's, that's 10 load days at... Uh, 26,000 ahead that's not getting brought in because they're not allowing it. Uh, and then on the likewise, 21,000 ahead getting slaughtered. Uh, that's, you know, seven days a week on 14 days. Uh, that's a, that's a lot of bacon. That's not going to make it. Uh, so the, the repercussion any that goes, indication right now as to when that comes back on, did they say go home for the afternoon or did they say go home for the week? What'd they say? Uh, well, uh, the, the guy that I pull for, uh, he lets me leave my truck at his shop. Uh, great shop, great guy to work for. Couldn't be any happier where I'm at. Uh, he told me I could go ahead and take the truck home. So uh, to me, that was kind of a uh, indication of this ain't going to be back tomorrow. This ain't going to be back by the end of the week. Uh, this is, this is going to be at least the way we're looking at it is because of the whole quarantine for 14 days thing. We're assuming that the workforce is going to stay away for at least 14 days. And from there, even after that, it's still iffy, you know, uh, it's obvious we've all seen it. Nobody stays home during their 14 days. You know, nobody, nobody locks themselves in their bedroom. So, you know, if, if a few more people have it after those 14 days, that still test positive. Uh, we're, we're worried that the workforce is still going to be too nervous to come back, uh, you know, to open up the plant again. So, what is going on in the world of trucking right now is if because hog shut down, is there demand for you to be able to go out and truck for somebody else or does it not work that way? Well, uh, there is. Uh, I don't want to say there's not because then I, I would definitely make uh, myself and the trucking community to look pretty awful if I said that there's not. Uh, given my situation, though, there's not um, with uh, with working on the farm with my dad uh, this this you know, this time of year, uh, it was, it was going to work out really good with being able to haul at night and then still be able to do farm work during the day. Um, and so I, I can't say that there isn't work out there for other drivers, but at the same time, you know, a lot of these guys, when this is what you've done for the last how many years, you know, livestock, um, beef plants are slowing down dramatically, uh, because same, same thing, you know, the workforce is not coming in. Um, and so, you know, both beef and pork, um, Poultry, I've heard uh, numerous loads uh, going for kill loads instead of going for actual slaughter, you know, food, food use, you know. Um, and so it's it's not just us, you know, it's not just the, me and the three guys that I run with. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's another really large family owned uh, pig farm, uh, uh, Pillin, uh, Pillin family farms. 
uh, I can't tell you how many trucks they have. It's incredible how many trucks they have. And they haul to the same plants we haul to. And that's going to be, shut, you know, stopped too. So what um, is going to happen, do you think, with the uh, pigs that are, you know, they were supposed to be picked up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. If those farmers are raising pigs right now and they don't have anybody that's buying them, what happens to those pigs? Well, that's the that's kind of the scary and kind of almost hurtful part more than anything right there. Uh, the, the 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 cattle market is in the same boat as well. You know, cattle are still getting fat; uh, they still need to be slaughtered. You know, and so uh, right now, from the couple of guys that I've talked to on the hog side of things, I can't really speak for cattle right now, but on the on the pork side of things, uh, a couple of people that I have talked to right now is kind of the uh, the disgusting part of they're they're going to have to kill them. Um, they're, they've got a little bit of leeway on the weight. Uh, the, the, the problem with the slaughterhouse is like uh, the loads that I take, they need to be under 290 pounds. If they're over 290 pounds, the producer gets docked for it because the animal actually weighs too much for the conveyor system and the, and the hook system for slaughter. And so uh, last night, my load that I hauled in was three-tenths of a pound average over 290. Well, when that happens, then the producer gets hammered really hard with a penalty. So it can't, it can be 290, but it can't be 290.1. Well, he was 290.3. And so with the market price, the way it is so horrible, I mean, just disgustingly horrible right now, low to also get slapped with a penalty yet too, for being three tenths of a pound average over, uh, that put that load dramatically in the red. And so you, 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 I mean, you're going you to slam back. a lot of chaos into this system right now. You, yeah. People, people yes. wait and have their pigs get just a little bit heavier then bang, right. they're getting hit, they're getting docked, and now it's getting yes. real bad. So right. the options are just like dumping milk. This is what it looks like when you have a lot yes. of animal, and it's the, it's the you've got it's to put be, it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be burial burial yards in the middle of fields, um, with uh, you know big holes dug by excavators, and uh, you know uh, load the pigs onto onto a truck and back them up to a chute at the edge of a hole and run them down into a hole and and kill them. I mean, that's, that's all you can do, you know? Uh, and, and once you've done that, those people aren't coming back. It's not like they're going to hold a few back to be able to start up in a couple of weeks. I mean, this is maybe, maybe they try, hopefully they try as best they can. But once you start trying to make those choices about bringing up an animal and you right. say, we're not going to do it, then you can't just well, bounce that's, right back from that. Right. And that's, that's the other step too, is, is, uh, the producer themselves, uh, with, you know, uh, this, the small farmer when it comes to pork is, is diminishing as well, you know, just like dairies and, and, and beef cattle and everything as well, you know, it's all becoming a bit larger and larger. And, uh, so the other step that these guys need to take is to try and figure out what to do with the next breed that's coming in. You know, there's, there's still baby pigs being born. Um, and so that's going to have to be a, a kind of a disgusting feature there too, of, of having to kill off piglets, uh, right off the mom, because there's no barns to put them in because there's no barns getting emptied because there's no slaughterhouses open. It's a huge snowball effect. That's, uh, it, it's sickening is what it is. I mean, that's, that's just, and I, I, I might be sounding like I'm coming more from the producer side when I'm not, you know, but, uh, nonetheless, I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's a big snowball effect. That's disgusting and sickening. And, and I mean, everybody, down to us. you know, no one wants to raise a, a pig for, for raising up just to kill it and put it out in a field. I mean, that's, that is right. heartbreaking for anybody that knows that an ounce of resource and all of that caring and people that have worked hard their whole lives to care for a line of pigs and been supportive like it's uh 
I mean, this is tragedy unfolding. Yeah, and and I right. think that it's it's it's, uh, it's a part of the pandemic that that when we were talking one month ago, we would right. not have been able to say, hey, by April twentieth, twenty twenty, this is what's going right. to be happening. Absolutely, and that's you know, and I, and I'm just speaking for the you know the what do we got? We got five five or six slaughterhouses that we haul to you know, just from the barns that I haul for, for this guy, you know, and that's, that's just those plants, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, I'm not speaking for, you know, nationwide. Uh, this is just from what I, from what I know and from where we haul to that this is getting shut down. And it's not just our four trucks that are getting parked. You know, like I said, you know, Pillen's got, I don't know how many trucks, uh, Iowa select has got numerous barns, numerous trucks, uh, you know, I, I hate throwing names around, but I'm just picking names that maybe some people might be able to, you know, relate to by seeing these names going down the highway. Um, but there's uh, there's so many trucks that are going to be stopped because of this uh, that in return have a driver that needs something to do now. Uh, you know, and like I said, a lot, you know, yeah, we can go haul something else, but a lot of these guys are company drivers, you know, that they, they don't own their own truck. They don't, not, you know, when this comes to a stop, they don't have nothing else to do. So, and, and you've got to switch over, you got to get into a whole new system. I mean, like these people have got to find new places to go to work. I, I mean, and I'm sure right. moving from the livestock industry to going to Best Buy, you know, dra- delivering right. for there has got to be a pretty different, uh, pretty different animal and probably dealing it- with different people. Well, different, different people. And like, uh, for myself as an owner operator, you know, you've got different insurance standards, you've got different time clock standards, you know, uh, with me hauling, uh, hogs, you know, I was, I was ag exempt from log books for, for the most part. I'm not saying I was hundred percent, but for the most part, ag exempt for log books. Well, now if I'm going to go run, let's say dry van hauling, you know, electronics, uh, well now I got to have a electronic logging device installed into my truck. Well, you know, that's, that's a, a purchase that needs to be made and, and just a whole new way of life, really. You so know? let's talk about it because I mean, I've been kind of thinking of you every couple of days and, and smiling and laughing a little bit, because at one point we had talked about, it's kind of the wild West out there. I mean, the police aren't looking to pull you over. So what are the interstates like on the parts where you don't have people running around as much? Well, uh, fortunately I don't get to run the big road too much. Uh, that way I don't have to run the crap out of my truck that way. So uh, I, I stick to the two lanes about as much as possible, but uh, it's been fun. I, I can't even lie. Uh, if, if, if all the quote unquote non-essentials would want to stay home for the next 30 years, I would be thrilled. Uh, <laughs> I, not having trouble crossing what, what would normally be just beat your head against the steering wheel intersection. Uh, you pull up to a stop sign and it's a ghost town. You know, there's, there's tumbleweeds blowing in front of you sooner than there's a car rolling in front of you. Um, it's, it's been, it's been absolutely crazy. Uh, uh, we, we've all joked around about how we're going to get comfortable with this a little bit too much. And, uh, if life ever goes back to normal, I I think we're going to hate trucking a lot when these cars get back on the road of normal people. And, and the scary part is, is that there's so many people at home and so many people wanting to get out and do something right now that when they're actually allowed to, everybody's going to want to do everything all at once. And so we're, we're more afraid of the kind of the catastrophe that it's going to turn into. Nobody's going to have patience. We're going to get so relaxed and kind of run in our own way that, now all of a sudden you're going to throw in you know millions of cars on the highway again with everybody on a you let's know, hope man a mission let's, let's hope no absolutely i mean I, I hope we have this problem but you know coming from a seat five feet higher than a car i'm enjoying this this was uh 
this was kind of nice. You know, I, I can't stop anywhere or enjoy anything along the way, but, uh, just, just cruising down the road. It's been kind of nice to set the cruise at 70 and just let it run rather than worrying about traffic and everything. So what is your, uh, take on how serious the virus is, how worried you are about getting it? How serious are other people around you taking it? You might lose listeners from this <laughs> or the comment section is going to blow up hating me one or the other. Uh, I, I had this thought the last time we had talked and I, I thought about mentioning it myself and I figured I'd just let it go. But from where I'm at right now, um, I'm, I'm over the scared part, um, anymore. It's, it's more frustrating more than, especially now after today, uh, frankly, I'm pissed. Um, everybody was fine working at these plants for the last month when all this has been going on. And then now that the tests are finally available at this clinic, now all of a sudden everybody's scared and they walk out of their job. Um, if you're sick, stay home by all means, just like the flu. I mean, just like any cold at any given time during the year, if you're sick, stay home. That's common sense. You don't need to go to work. You don't need to be coughing on people. Stay home. Um, aside from that, let the rest of us freaking go back to work. Cause this is, I, I, I don't want to say I know a lot of people, but I know a lot of people. I don't know a single person that has it. I personally know nobody. Now, I'm not saying that that gives me any right to think that this is some, you know, brush off situation or anything. But given where we're at, the the ruralness that we live in out here, um, the way of life that we live, uh, this doesn't need to be the way that it is. Um, the 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 jobless people, the the heartaches, the trouble, the the snowball effect of all of this to me is is way overblown. Um, and you can blame it on whoever you want. I, it doesn't really matter at this point. There's been so many lives affected by this, small businesses affected by this, uh, dairies, farmers, producers. It don't matter. No matter where you look, there's been so many people affected by this that this isn't going to be something that, you know, even when they do release it and they say, hey, go back to work, that a couple weeks later, things are going to be back to more normal. This is this is going to take years and years to, to recover from this. And even at that point, will it ever, you know, crude oil traded at a negative number today for the first time in history. What, how do you come back from that? You know, what, what do you do instantly shoot back up to 50 bucks a barrel on crude oil? It just doesn't work that way. You know, it's just, this is going to be such a long drawn out recovery mode. And what worries a lot of us, uh, mostly us guys that are out on the road that I talk to the most what's going to happen next fall when flu season comes around is, is, is every flu season for the rest of our life going to get treated like this where, you know, Jimmy coughed and now we need to close down the country. Uh, or is this never going to happen again? Because we learned our lesson as to what kind of a, a reverb is going to come from this. So in my opinion, uh, short and sweet, it's blown way out of proportion. Everybody needs to quit. And can we please just freaking go back to work? I mean, anything I'm begging at this point. Cause Parking that truck does not make money and that truck payment still needs to be made. You know, I, we, we've got a little bit of a cushion. Uh, I've, I'm, I've worked my tail off for the last six months, uh, running like I've never run before. And I, I've created a little bit of a cushion for me and my family, but you know, that cushion's going to run out a lot quicker than it was created. Yeah. It's a cushion and, you uh, worked for, right? It's, yeah. I'm, yeah. It, it's a cushion I created not for this. Yeah. You know, it's a cushion I created to, to take my kids to Disney world. It's, it's a cushion I created to, to put a down payment on building a new house so that we can get out of our 130 year old farmhouse. It, it's a cushion that I created for a million other things 
besides to burn it up because a bunch of people got scared and didn't want to go to work. Is That's, there is there anything uh, standing in your way now of pivoting and uh, finding a way to 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 I, I don't know like. I, I think of this uh, pork and I got two buddies up in Northern Illinois and they, uh, they've been running a feedlot and it is really, it, they're staring right down at uh, commodity price or uh, commodity prices for beef. Not good. Right. And right, people not right. being able to run that. And so they pivoted and have now started selling beef. And uh, I think that kind of supply chain stuff is going to be so important because damn it, knowing a farmer or knowing how to get food from one place to another, that is now valuable in our country. It's valuable. I, I agree. I think uh, a lot of a lot of people that, that understand the situation and what it takes to produce an animal for food, you know, that Walmart does not make pork, uh, you know, Walmart does not make your steaks. People that understand where that comes from, I feel that they have already uh, either reached out or they've got a plan in place to reach out or they've already got an agreement with somebody that if this comes to where we're at in my situation to contact them and they'll take, you know, two or three pigs or they'll take a side of beef. But at the the rates, you're, you're not going to get 26,000 hogs. No, no way. Taken care of. And that's one plant, you know, uh, that every, every plant that we go to, that's, that's a rough number for all six plants, you know? So how long do you think it is between, um, between when the plant shut down and people start feeling this in the grocery store? Um, I personally, I think it's already kind of, uh, kind of mixed into the price already, uh, in anticipation for this. Um, but aside from that, if this, I guess the bigger question I think that comes before it is more of, are we going to get workers back? Cause right now, all these plants, you know, coolers are full. I mean, that's, that's what they do. They fill coolers daily, you know? Um, but at this point, meat's going out, but it's not coming in. And so I think a lot of it's going to depend on how fast the consumer consumes what they do have. And then uh, the kind of trickle down from there as to how long it takes to get this from from the, the packing plants to the store. And then how fast in return people buy it up. Um, I think when word gets out about these plants getting closed down and, and I, and I I keep saying closed down, but it's not really a closed down. They're not closing their doors. And I, I, I guess I should make that very clear. They're not closing their doors, but the workforce is not there to slaughter the animals at the rate that they did before. And so in turn, they're going to slaughter one truckload of cattle a day, not 26 or 21,000 head at one plant. But uh, nonetheless, these coolers are going to start running out. And then it's just a matter of do the coolers run out before workers come back? Or do workers come back before coolers run out? If workers come back before coolers run out, I don't think the store is going to see the price jump. But if coolers run out and the workforce ain't coming back to work, uh, your pork chop's going to triple that, in price this overnight. This is the scariest thing that I think maybe anybody said so far with uh, with this whole coronavirus. And it, and it really is, if the workers decide not to come back, it's you the the clock has now started between when yes. uh when you'll start seeing that on the in the grocery stores and right. nobody really and I, knows what that is somebody knows what that is but uh it's not us it's not <laughs> us and it's not and, and I, it's not forever right and 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 the biggest thing i guess that i would want to push for anybody that, that's listening watching uh i am far from trying to create even more of a chaotic pandemic out of this you know 
by all means, I, I would love to tell you to run to your store right now and buy all the pork you possibly can, um, frankly, because I'd like to go back to work at some point. But uh, at the same time, I, I, I don't want to create chaos out of this. I just want everybody to understand and be educated so that they do understand what's going on at the store. So one day when you do go and you do see those pork chops are $37 for a package of two instead of $8.99, hopefully somebody somewhere listened to this or saw and understands, oh yeah, there was like eight packing plants in the Midwest that all closed practically the same day or diminished their numbers uh the same day you know and that's that's where this this shortage is coming from uh we do not have a shortage of pork or beef or poultry or vegetables in this country at all we have got such a surplus of it it's ridiculous it's the fact of getting it processed is where the the funnel is coming from right now and people uh, don't understand that because you know they they don't really make the jump between where you get a pig or a cow and then to the store like there's some part but they don't really think about it much and I don't blame them I didn't think about it either until I went and got involved in agriculture and all of a sudden you're like oh I never really thought about the fact that right you have to kill this cow you have to have its blood drain out you got to have all that go somewhere right. you got to cut right. them open you got to get rid of things that you don't uh, want or need you got to right. use all the meat it's it's complicated it and, is. Uh, it really is. And it's what keeps us safe, and it's what makes it so we have such a bountiful system. But right now, it goes all of the production goes into these pipes, and if right. those pipes get stopped, then right. it, nothing well, goes through it. Uh, a couple other things that have kind of gone on around here as well. A lot of people have heard, you know, ethanol has almost come to cease production almost nationwide just because of the price of crude. Uh, you know, it, it can't compete. It can't turn a dollar profit off of it either. And so uh, that's a snowball effect there too. There's uh, there's synergy, there's gluten, there's DDG, there's wet slop feed, uh, there's uh, steep water, there's uh, one more byproduct I'm missing right now, uh, all of which get turned into feed for cattle and other animals. Uh, when you cut down your ethanol production, you cut down all of your byproducts as well. Well, now that creates a catastrophe for feedlots, dairies, all of the such that have been feeding their animals all these byproducts, which once again, trucks move. Um, and so trucks aren't moving any of this product anymore at the rate that they were before. And so there, there's more, you know, trucks getting parked because of that. Um, our, our local ethanol plant got, uh, they're down to, I want to say 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And they stop loading at 2 p.m. for uh, uh, distiller's grains. Um, the f dairy that a uh, family friend of mine or a family member of mine that hauls to, um, they've switched from hauling everything DDG to they're trying to find other stuff to do now. Um, they're, they're trying to look for other byproducts for, the, for their cows to be fed for the dairy. Um, they, a, lot of, a lot of dairies and a lot of feedlots are switching over to like soy meal. Well, you can about imagine, you know, you tell everybody that, you know, Walmart's close, send them to Target. Well, you can about imagine what the lines are like at Target. And so it's it's exactly the same way with with DDGs. Everybody switching to soy meal. Well, now let's all go to the soy plant. There's lines days long. Yeah. And for people that don't know, you know, I've got a buddy, Brian Mose up in uh, South Dakota who feeds um, cattle. And he was talking about if the ethanol plants go down. I can still feed cows, yeah, but now I've got to change basically everything. Like everything. It's, it's not yes. just one little thing, oh, I'm taking this part of it out. I have to change my setup. I have to change how I'm getting stuff arranged, how I'm getting stuff delivered. Right. It's not an easy thing. And right, so and even – 
even rations, you know, rations to go with it. You know, if, if, if DDGs were taken, you know, five parts DDG, one part alfalfa, well, the soy might take, you know, one part soy and five parts alfalfa. Well, now you got to come up with five parts of alfalfa when, you know, for the last 10 years, you've been feeding your cattle one part alfalfa. You've got the stockpile for one part alfalfa. Now you got to find five parts alfalfa to compensate for the loss. At the exact and same time that everybody else is. And right. The, and then at the end of the supply chain, they aren't taking the cattle that you're putting out. So right. now you're looking right. at all these changes and increase in the expenses to be able to get those cattle to be fat. Absolutely. Then, then you're, you're for no reason. on the margin. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the question becomes like, will, are the workers uh, smart to get out or is it, is it going to take a vaccine? Will people come back to work even when the, when, when the disease is possible there? Because now we're starting to see that even if you've been protected, even if you've been in a secure location, now you may start seeing this stuff impacting your life. Right. You're going to, you're going to see the impact of it now. Uh, like exactly like you said, whether, you know, like myself, you know, nobody in my family has it. Nobody that I personally know, no other drivers have it. None of their family has it. Nobody at any of the, uh, the, the packing facilities that I, you know, associate with every load, none of them have it. Nobody in their family has it. You know, like I said, I, I don't know anybody that has this. Well, and now, now everybody that's I'm, listening I'm, to this, everybody that's listening to this has a friend that lost his job, right? That, right. that uh, yeah. they got told to put it up. So yep. it's that's uh, I've I've got the okay. I mean, I'll I'll be I'll be one of the first phone calls he makes to to get me back up and going. You know, as soon as he gets the okay to start hauling loads, um, he's kind of he's on the hopeful. Well, you got to be on the hopeful side. If not, this is going to become a serious mental issue for a lot of producers. That's going to turn. I don't want to say it, but rather really mentally ugly, really fast. There's there's a lot of money out there that. Uh, you know, banks still need to get paid. Employees that are still caring for these animals still need to get paid. Um, you know, there's there's mortgages that still need to get paid. And when banks come knocking, uh, you know, with all due respect to the banks, they really don't care why you can't pay. Uh, nonetheless, you still got to pay. Um, and this is going to put a lot of producers in the pork and poultry and beef industry and even row crops here. If things keep going the way they're going, they're going to put them all in the same boat as where the dairy farmers have been for the last five years uh, as far as, uh, you know, mental situation. Um, and I, I think most of the country kind of knows what I'm getting at with that. Uh, you know, we don't hope for it for nobody, but nonetheless, you might want to reach out and check on your neighbor once in a while because I, I, I hate saying it, but it's going to get it's going to get a lot uglier yet. Before and, you this know, gets any when better. people when people get knocked down, like when you uh, when you weren't expecting getting hit by something and then you do and then you get hit a couple of times, your mind stops giving you the full access to like good ideas you had or things you could be excited about or right. opportunities that are right in front of you because you get so down that you Absolutely. forget there's good things out there. And so right. calling up your buddy and playing around with ideas about what are we going to do to, to, to be the ones that make money here, to be the ones that solve a problem here. That to me is the, is the most heartwarming conversation I can have with anybody, you know? Absolutely. And that's, you know, by all means, I, I'm no psychologist at all, but it doesn't take a lot to see what's going on in front of you. You know, uh, you know, even if you're not involved in agriculture, just for five minutes a day, take a step out of your, uh, out of your city shoes and step into rural life for just, just five minutes a day. And just think about everybody, you know, not, not just us truck drivers, you know, everybody producers, uh, you know, everybody, I mean, the, you know, these people that do work at the plants that are still going to work that, you know, might get told to go home because we can't operate 
with just five of you here. So we got to send you home. They don't want to go home. They want to work, you know, just like me. I don't want to go home. I want to work. Well, and I think about the guys that have worked through pain for the last 15 years, they had back pain or they had whatever, but they worked through it because it work had meaning, right? You're feeding your family, right. you're getting things done. You send somebody home and pain that they used to have, that was just kind of something they could put behind them. Now all of a sudden is all they have to think about. Now all of a right. sudden medicating it or sleeping it away or just doing whatever is, is what, where, where people head. Like now right. all the other problems get hugely amplified. Yes. Yes. It's a scary time, man. And it's, it is. And that's, you know, and like, like some people can't handle it as well as others. Some people take it further than what they need to, you know, and that, that's what I mean. You know, if, if you know somebody that looks like they're struggling, sounds like they're struggling, invite them over for coffee for crying out loud. I mean, yeah, social distance, whatever you want to do. I don't care. You, anybody could walk have in my done, office right now. Have you and your uh, Have you and your wife uh, done one of these calls with like a couple at night and had some drinks or uh, or? No. Uh, man, it is a hundred percent worth it. A hundred percent worth it. Well, to me, it's more in person is a lot more worth it, and so that's what we do more than anything because we're not worried about it. It just there you go. Uh, if if one of us feels sick, just stay away. You know, that's just the way it is. And, uh, the, a couple of friends that we do have, you know, everybody's been fine. Uh, both of them are, are kind of laid off, I guess you could say for right now. So they're stuck in the house all the time. Um, and so I, I get to get out yet. And so, uh, we, we still do in-person stuff, uh, as much as possible, but, uh, but I agree. Yeah. You know, I mean, I even think those, if you have a group of people that you trust, they're making smart moves and you're doing smart moves. That's your whale pod, man. That's your, we, we're all in this together because right. if we completely shut ourselves off, if we say the disease yes. doesn't allow us to come into contact with anybody else for under right. any circumstances, then we're all in this alone. But, right. but finding that whale pod, that group of people that you can connect with and everybody follows the same rules, keeps yourself safe, then we right. can weather it right. all together. And, and that's that's I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to pull a lot of people out, you know, uh, even stepping away from agriculture, just countrywide is sanity. You know, if you can find that one thing, I mean, whatever it is, if you can find that one thing just to keep you moving, to keep you smiling, uh, it's going to go a long ways, you know, but, but a lot of people need to remember, there's a lot of people that don't know how to smile right now. And, uh, you know, some of these producers that I haul for and stuff, they don't, there is nothing to smile about in their world, you know? And so it, uh, just, We've all been told, you know, love your neighbor, love one another, check in on each other. It's real. I mean, that's whether whether this virus thing is real, whether I believe it, whether you believe it, it don't matter. The fact of the matter is lives are being affected at an alarming rate and it's not going to get better anytime soon. I I, I want it to. I mean, I, I'd, I'd be happy if I woke up tomorrow and he called and said, hey, hey, everything's great. Everybody went back to work. We could use it by Thursday. We'll be ready to go. Great. But we all know that ain't going to happen. So... So one Here thing we, we do know that's going to happen is that planting is going to get done. Uh, Absolutely. You are, you are lining up a planter. Tell me about what the next couple of uh, weeks in your life is, is going to be like. Uh, well, with uh, me and dad here on the farm, we've got uh, we've, we've got beef steers that we background. So right now we're in the process of fixing fence, getting pastures ready, fertilized, sprayed for weeds, stuff like that. Uh, so we're working on fence right now. Um, the other day we pulled the planter out got everything greased up, swapped boxes and stuff. So it's ready to go for corn. Uh, we're hoping if mother nature works with us here and everything, um, last 
Friday, I think it was Friday, we had uh, six and a half inches of snow. Um, we're hoping Wednesday to be planting. So uh, as long as Mother Nature works with us, they're talking chance of rain uh, tomorrow. But uh, other than that, uh, we're hoping to start planting Wednesday. But uh, yeah, regardless of how pathetic prices are right now and the way the rest of the world is going right now, tractors are still going to roll. Plant 2020 is going to come out one way or another, hopefully better than last year. <laughs> Man, are, are you on Twitter? Uh, no, I'm not. Dude, okay. For plant, part of it, get on Twitter because we got to stay connected and that's the way that I see what people are doing. I really want you to do it and shoot photos of it, of what's going on with plant 2020. I'd like to stay in touch and, uh, and yeah, see, see how this rolls out. You're going to be in touch with all your trucking friends and be able to keep me posted on what's going on at the packing houses. I'll do my best. All right. Whatever I find out, I'll make sure and pass on. Man, I am uh, really, really sorry that this happened to you. I'm, I'm glad that you have planting season uh, to go to, and I'm grateful that you were willing to share it with the listeners because I know this gets them a better perspective on how coronavirus is impacting all of us. Right, and I, if you, if you got any, any listeners that got questions or something, I'd be glad to try and answer. You know, to the best of my ability. By all means, I'm not a know-it-all uh, of what's going on. You know, to a T, but. You know, if there's something that I might have said that was a little confusing or that just didn't quite make sense, you know, I'd be glad to to, to reach out and answer as well. You know, no Great, problem. Great, man. Great. How can people so, get a hold of you then? Uh, if you want to, I guess, tag me on your That's why you got to get, and, okay. uh, That's why you got to get on Twitter. That's exactly right. why you got to get on Twitter. So well, I'll, uh, I'll you get, get on Twitter and, on if, Twitter and I'll let you know so we can get it all put together on this when you post it. All right, brother. Thank you so much for, uh, for doing this and we'll uh, check in with you, you later. Bet. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man.